I think we're in it. Are we in the podcast? What does the podcast start with? You know more than I know. I'm dancing today. Takes two to tango. <laughs> this is a John Kittle solo song, so I'd argue it just takes one to tango. But we'll discuss all that and more. What threats were made before? On connecting the classics. The dance episode. Hey, you know more than I know. Actually, yeah, you know more than I know. It's the dances episode. But this is a episode we came up with when we were listening to JJ Kale "Ride Me High." at the end of the last episode and just talking about how music is so interconnected, weaving so many webs with dance. But we'll discuss that. This is Connecting the Classics. I'm Will Hagel. This is Lee Robinson. It's going to break down what the show's all about. Let's do it. So which album did you pick? Soldier Boy, isoldierboytellem.com. Which album did you pick? And then I fired back with Chubby Checker, Checkered. And we're going to be weaving webs with tangential musical references, resulting in six songs of separation, Kevin Bacon style. I'm connecting from my album to Lee's album. Lee's connecting from his album to my album. But I have a feeling you didn't like my album. Were you dancing to it? Well, okay. So if I was like 15, 16, maybe I would I would like it. But it sounds like music made by a 16-year-old. And it's also like when I was re-listening to this album, I had to skip a lot of songs. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> but the reason I chose it, obviously, was for Craig that. Yeah, nostalgia. Which was probably the biggest dance of our time because 13, 14 is your, you know, formative years of music as we've discovered from the podcast. And it's also, you know, interesting phenomenon of that this dance went so viral in kind of like the early days of YouTube and the internet or even pre-YouTube. And then like it spawned off so many other dances and that still goes on today with like TikTok, obviously, and it's evolved and it's been going on since the dawn of time, but it was kind of like the start of, it was a very specific area that we were teenagers in. Yeah, and there's that like classic, I think he's on uh, Hot, Hot 93 or one of those radio shows. He's talking about being the first independent artist to kind of do the internet yeah. rapper thing. I love Soldier Boy because it's very there's inspirational. There's something valid to that. It's like it was the first time where you know, uh, artist was like from. I think he was from like I might be wrong. You know more than I know, but I think he was from like middle of nowhere Tennessee, and he would just put up like videos on his website of him like walking around Walmart with his friends, uh-huh. and then like all his songs were clearly made in his bedroom, where he's just like screaming. Yeah. And, but it was just catchy and funny and good. Uh, 
I got to the song Booty Meat and I immediately texted you and was like, <laughs> I understand now your musical taste. Yeah. I mean, really, the hits for me were Bapes, which is on the album, uh, Ya Bitch Ya. And we'll listen. This is like, I thought it was interesting re listening because, you know, this is his major label debut after all of this. So, like, the songs are way more polished, whereas kind of the best thing about him was like yeah. downloading an MP3. But this is how the album starts out. Same thing we do every day, soldier boy. Try and crank the world. I thought you might appreciate this. Loops was definitely a theme. And so obviously that whole song is like a tease to the big hit of Crank That Soldier Boy. Yeah. Which speaking of, you know, formative years, got to give a shout out five points to Champaign, Illinois. But I remember some high school dance where, you know, this was like the biggest song in the world. And it was kind of being like hyped up the entire dance. And then at the end, the DJ was like, the moment you've all been waiting for. And like everyone lines up <laughs> and it's like, you and like, it's just a dance that was like easy enough that everyone could do. And, you, you know, you watch the instructional video and then he played it in my memory. He played it three times, but I think he only played it twice in a row to close out the night. But I'm launching into my song, my actual connection. That was just the intro launching in. I got my report card today, man. I looked at it, man. Yes. I had all else on it. Just got my report card. I thought of you on this one, too. Like that. Soldier boy up in the building. So this is referencing the famous throw some D's on them. Yeah, it's like this remix of Rich Boy. And you're right, it's definitely like nostalgia of I was a uh, age where I was in school and like this is just hilarious shit and if yeah. something it feels like anyone could make it but only he made it Lee's dancing but I don't know how I'm gonna pass my next test I got my point video for this. like what the hell is this I took it back to the teacher and then I told him soldier boy chilling dog take out my report card look at it all else took it to the teacher this throw some D's on that don't I take out my report card throw some D's on that don't I take out my report card hey it's also crazy like after uh crank that came out there was all the different a lot of teachers give me tips but they be super hard i get into some trouble then my mama calls but after i get out the office i'ma tell them all that i'm a superstar 
and that's best Every time you see me up and clap my head on the desk And when you see me on them girls, you know that I'm super fresh Yeah, teachers, students, class, stupid Hey, so the boy check out my report card Look at it all else, took it to the teacher desk Throw some D's on that don't I check out my report card so he's he's basically our art, our age, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. He's got to be very close to our age. Because I'm pretty sure so he was like in high when he's talking about being in high school. Yeah, yeah, he's in high school. And we're in high school. But yeah, it's definitely like, I think a lot of people were doing this at the time, but you know, just like, you could just, I mean, Arab, which I feel like, uh, the producer, you know, like made a lot of the beats, I think, but it's also that era where you can just like download a beat and chop it up and yell in your bedroom, like into your computer. And I feel like we take that for granted now. I definitely made beats like this. Yeah. Like back in the day, I remember making beats that sound a lot like this. Super nostalgic for like Collie Park. And I think uh, Zaytoven made a beat on this. So a lot of great like mid 2000s, like Southern rap. Yeah. But I got to say there are some duds on the album, but, and then also some like clean versions of classic songs. But still, as a uh, artifact of time, I feel like it's a interesting album. Or just listening to Soldier Boy, if you, I feel like a lot a lot of people, especially as his career has progressed, I'm pretty sure he's just a Twitch streamer now or something like that. Yeah, and you know maybe it hasn't stood the test of time, and unless you were around. But I feel like at the time, people downplayed it, but didn't understand how revolutionary it was in a lot of ways, and just how it was like the catalyst for a lot of dances that spread across the country and the world after that. But like I said, it's not really a catalyst. It was just a specific moment in time because dances have been spreading throughout human history for as long as we've existed. But you can hear more about that on the recorded history of music and I'm passing it back. All right. Getting us started. Um, so I fired back with Chubby Checker, maybe a little more unconventional pick. I didn't want to go with, you know, obviously the big contribution to dance is the twist, which Chubby Checker is famous for. But instead, I threw you a, a sort of curveball. This album he produced in the early 70s, he's kind of gone through the whole fame cycle with the twist and the twist again. And he does this kind of weird, offbeat, psychedelic rock album with one of the producers from Jimi Hendrix. And I just thought it's a really fun blend of, I guess, sort of his pop sensibilities with psychedelic music. So I don't know what you thought about it. I, I imagine it was not at all what you were expecting. No, it really wasn't, because I didn't even know the backstory on the twists. Like, I don't really know anything about Chubby Checker, but it was a lot better than I expected, I guess. I was expecting something that sounded older, if that makes any sense. Yeah, 
All right. Well, let's let's launch into let's launch into the twist just to kind of give listeners an idea, and then uh, I'll jump into my pick because I think another thing to remember is like the twist is 1950s, and it's like one of the biggest dancing trends to hit America. So that was kind of the catalyst of why I wanted to talk about Chubby Checker. Um, launching into let's start with the, the twist. So I'm sure everyone's familiar with this one. Super popular. This is actually 1960. Uh, So pop culture is kind of getting going. People are loosening up post-World War II. And basically you just like swing your arms side to side and gyrate your hips. Almost like flossing. That was one of the notes I took. It's like the OG flossing. All right, so launching into Chubby Checker, checkered much later. This is 10 years later. And the other thing I think to keep in mind with this is it's like checkered even like in itself sounds like an homage to being like fucked up. You're checkered, like you're drunk. So there's already kind of this like hippie drug, psychedelic influence. Yeah. So this is Chubby Checker, Goodbye Victoria. Is this a producer chopping him up like this against his will, or do you think he really wanted to do this? Or it's impossible to know. No, he wanted to make the album. Unfortunately, when I was reading about this, it kind of made me dislike Chubby Checker. He kind of sounds a bit like a hack, looking back what? on his like career. But I did love the idea that like this album is him just like coming out of the like you know forgotten, discarded musicians. Cause he was like a one-off novelty song and he's like I'm gonna make a sweet ass psychedelic album yeah and you can twist to it but you gotta twist like slow with your hands in the air Under the moon. Yeah. Total like hippie lyrics. Yeah, imagine this in the play or movie hair. Yeah. And I know you're probably sick of talking about, but I also love the sort of idea that. It's almost like he's coming back 
to do whatever he wants regardless. Like he can't flop any more than he already has because he's kind of gone into irrelevance. And so there's something cool about that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I like the album a lot. I, I don't think he's a hack. This part made me think of uh, Independent Woman by Destiny Child. Weaving webs. You couldn't find the album anywhere though. On Spotify at least. It was only on YouTube Music. So this was another one where it said it was like a lot more popular in Europe. I guess it flopped in the US. It kind of like Never, it kind of became a cult classic. Never really got going. Well, Chubby Checker at this stage in his career, kind of like Soldier Boy is now. He was the Twitch streamer. Yeah, actually, that's a great. Because I feel like the twist web. and prank that are like very similar in that the twist is just he. It's like the song is an instructional video. He's like, move your arm side to side. It's easy. Do it like this. Yeah. And so it's like probably he was like performing. And Checker and then, was like yeah. so shameless. He made Let's Twist Again. So there's not only the <laughs> twist, but then there's Let's Twist Again. <laughs> hey, the best dance is you play him twice in a row. As the DJ of the <laughs> yeah. 2009 homecoming dance in Champaign, Illinois. No. forgot to mention also his uh, sort of music stage name came from him doing a Fats Domino impression. It's always his name is a play on Fats Domino, Chubby Checker. Wow. Thousand points for that. We don't give out points a lot. It's a lost art. This is a competitive, <laughs> is a competitive radio hour. You can email us at connectedtoclassics.gmail.com. songs in here. I'm jamming. Is that you singing right there? <laughs> I'm not ready to say goodbye, Victoria. So Let's Twist Again comes out a year after the twist. <laughs> nice. So good. All right, pass it. All right. Uh, we left off with Soldier Boy and talking about Crank That, even though we discussed off mic 
discussed, as John Cale would say, that since you didn't like any of the songs on Soldier Boy's album, you'll begrudgingly play Crank That at the end. But, you know, everyone's heard that song and they can look it up. So if you have a different song you want to play, uh, go ahead and I, I spoiler alert for the episode. But connection here, Soldier Boy, Soul J A Ja, talking about yeah, Jamaica and uh, Ja skanking, talking nostalgia, nice. talking checkers like ska, popularized by the specials, the two tone nice. checkers, supposedly supposed to mean unity between races, but also kind of just you know. People think maybe the specials just like the checker pattern is from what I could get from my limited research as I'm pulling up my song, launching into bomb the music industry. Sorry, kids. Or is it sorry, Brooklyn? Dancing <laughs> won't solve anything. Sorry, Brooklyn, but don't let the kids stop dancing. Web here is just Jeff Rosenstock, who's on the music industry main person. Was basically doing what Soldier Boy was doing with rap for like goth punk music. Baby, grab your keys, let's hit the show. And just Good making songs in his bedroom and using like synth. Back in my era, Champagne, Illinois, five points. Probably around the same time, Crank That. I was doing Crank That, and I was also skanking. And I feel like skanking is just such a funny thing in that, like, it originated in Jamaica in, like, dance halls, which we've talked about on the podcast before. And, you know, kind of like the twist. It's really the twist with your legs and also with your arms a little bit. It's like super similar. Ska and reggae, you know, are on the upbeat. So it's like you kind of kick up your legs. I wonder if Chubby Checker stole it from Ska. Probably. But that's the thing with like dancing is, you know, like music, it's folklore and it's even harder to copyright it. Like you can copyright a recording and you could copyright a dance, but it really passes like from person to person and everyone does their little spin on it. And so then it's like kind of funny that skanking spread from like Jamaica and this unique culture that resonated with the entire world to the point where then there's like ska punk bands like from the music industry where people are like moshing and then skanking 
And personally, for me, that's like a form of dance that I like because you don't have to know how to dance, but it's like a way to kind of move to music. I'm ashamed of it at the same time because ska music is, you know, not the best stuff culture to be associated with, but. I'll also add, I feel like skinking for our generation was much more like mosh pit infused. Yeah. Compared to, you know, the earlier iterations. Yeah. Well, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like a combination of like, you know, a ska punk band will play or like even Bob Music Industry, ska punk band, whatever, will play like fast skanking and then it goes straight into a to a heavy punk part and everyone's moshing and so i just think it's interesting how how uh dance evolved and like obviously there's appropriation plays into it but also just webs being woven from place to place through time just let the kids keep dancing I do think there's a dialogue with music and dancing for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I feel like it's completely connected and I feel like it's lost sometimes when we talk about albums because it's also related to live music more than it is an album that you maybe you just listen to by yourself and while you're not dancing around. But there's like a communal aspect that probably dates back to something primal within us of like listening to you know the same rhythm of beating on animal skins and fucking dancing around and singing and stuff and we just do it in different ways but i'm no historian you know more than i know passing it back to you you can check out more facts about prehistoric music on recorded history music podcast we're gonna drop it one day i think you're right though very primal also, you know, a huge emotional release talking about mosh pits and skanking and stuff. There's something that I feel like it's misunderstood is it's like a less about the actual violence and more about the release that comes behind the violence. Yeah, definitely. But uh, my, my lift off with goodbye, Victoria. Chubby Checker saying we're going to the moon. Can't talk about the moon without talking about one of the biggest contributors to Uh-oh. dance and music, Michael Jackson himself, famous for the moonwalk. Hold up. But we don't need to hear Billie Jean. We've heard enough Billie Jean. You all know what that sounds like. So I'm going to launch into crossing some streams here. This is the police walking on the moon, a little reggae-infused 80s. Nice.
hard to find this rhythm. Yeah. Figured this is a good vibey track. We could talk a lot about dance. There's a lot of thoughts I had on Michael Jackson. I, I don't know if we're going to talk about him with your connections at all. So you know the, his famous Moonwalk. Uh, I think it's a 1982 performance that was televised that got a lot of attention. But he's doing a lot of dances and all of a sudden, yeah, and he, he br- breaks into the backwards seamless walk. Uh, Pretty nuts. But yeah, it was, many, it was many, have attempt, many have attempted to recreate it and few have matched his Moonwalk. So something I was really surprised to learn is like there's very much like a musical theater influence to Michael Jackson's act that I wasn't aware of. Uh, for listeners at home, definitely like suggest looking up Bob Fosse. He was a big uh, theater guy, choreogra- choreographer. I just uh, learned about F-O-S-S-E. him. There's a movie oh, about you? him. So have you seen, so there's a scene he does uh, in this movie called The Little Prince and he has an outfit on almost identical to like Michael Jackson's thriller era he's got like the spats he's got like a bowler hat and basically Michael Jackson just ripped all of his like inspiration from this scene he does all That's these crazy. great like he's supposed to be a snake character so he's doing all these kind of like slithery arm movements and like hopping up onto his toes and it was amazing you saying the king of pop stole from the prince (laughs) but yeah even any bob bossy because i actually was looking up bob bossy videos the other day for something else and like just crazy choreographed dances yeah so he's kind of like the successor to fred astaire for like you know musical broadway type influence uh, I was reading on online like moves with you know turned in knees, sideways shuffling, rolled shoulders, jazz hands. That's all kind of his inspiration. It almost feels like a if I I'm no dance critic, but it almost feels like a free jazz kind of dance style. At least the clip I saw, which is like almost like you yeah, know, interpretative in a way, just like vibe into the music. But I don't know, it's hard to explain. Look it up. No, I think I think you're right. Um, the other thing I was realizing was like all of Michael Jackson's music videos for the Thriller era, very much like Broadway inspired. At least they felt, or it's like a movie scene where then everyone kind of breaks out to spontaneous dance and, and song. Yeah, I feel like um, he's the ultimate showman though, and that he could really sing like crazy yeah. and dance at the same time. Which you know, I feel like we yeah. even take that for granted now with boy bands and I don't know Beyonce or something like that of like a lot of people attempt it but I don't know how many people were doing that before him yeah I was talking about this with uh, my wife and uh, she was saying exactly what you just said where it's like who else could have been doing that that level of, of dancing along with the singing and performance yeah Elvis he'd be out of breath it's on that level of <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially in the 80s. Yeah. Um, so then the last thing I'll add 
for moonwalking as we fade out here. There's also roots in popping, which is kind of like the robot type, you know, dancing that you associate in the 80s. Yeah. And then there's also uh, before popping, you can attribute it to this style called Boogaloo, which um, Wiki attributes to James Brown, who we were just talking about last episode, said he was uh, part of the popularization of Boogaloo. You pass it back? Yeah, I'll pass. Because we were talking about a uh, pop-in and <laughs> I was thinking like Soldier Boy, the other dances like around Just the same roll time. roll right on through. Pop, lock, and drop it. Teach me how to Dougie. Oh, lean with it, rock with it. Walk it out. Stanky leg, chicken noodle soup. Well, chicken noodle soup's a little B and cooking dance. I was going to play that, but I'm not going to. Uh, we left off with Ska talking about skanking and, you know, what else came from Jamaica but jerk chicken? And if you don't like Soldier Boy, jerk, you're a jerk. Launching in. New boys, you're a jerk. Same era. A little later. Classic. I'm so cocky with it. Got my eyes shut, clothes like Rocky hit it. Got your girl on my swag, she loving them jerking songs like a new iPod. Just touch it to turn her on, and when the bass start beating and the waist I'm beating, done. I got on my way, I'm leaving. She like, where you going? I ain't got my shoes in purse. I said it's none of your concern, and she yelled, You're a jerk. So I walked out the door, called DJ. Told him it's a function, he said I'm on my way. We put up to the party, I took off my shirt and got geeked up. Everybody jerking, we was shaking to the right. But I feel like jerk into is uh it's like a reverse skank almost similar in like yeah kick, kicking your legs out in like jerky movements and it felt like a response yeah exactly to like the Bay Area it was like the the anti dance it was like an anti dance that anyone can kind of do. It's like the Bay had its thing in the early 2000s. And another example of like how this was, you know, coming out of LA, but then quickly spread through the internet and went across the entire country. Uh, I stopped it, but I'll pass it back. We heard enough of that. What I was saying is I feel like it was a response to like the Bay Area's thing that they had going on. I was even thinking that reminded me of the van song by the pack. Yeah. That beat. I had nothing to say but sorry. I actually never even heard of jerking until I went to USC. I feel like it definitely spread to Champaign, Illinois. Shout out five points. But it's definitely just another one where it's like, I mean, the Bay Area stuff, like all these little scenes spread through the internet. And then it was like, we're all like the same age. So it's like, you try to jerk, even though you're not really from the place where it originated. 
and it's just like kids messing around and stuff yeah and like there were so many dances that were accessible at the time that started locally and then spread and obviously the same thing happens now but i feel like tiktok is like a weird you know evolution of it that is i don't even fully understand but i don't know i just feel like that's an interesting thing about how dances spread yeah yeah i feel like it's very postmodern tiktok is where you've yeah. just got this access to every song cultural reference and time and you kind of mish it mishmash it all together and as soon as one thing comes out then it's like infinite renditions yeah. on it immediately and like making fun of it and then someone comes up if jerking was a, rea a reaction to other styles of dance then all of a sudden there's going to be a reaction to jerking like 10 seconds after jerking gets posted yeah well that's actually a perfect segue passing it back to you you are uh, passing it passing it back it's a perfect transition talking about the internet trends where we left off with michael jackson's moonwalk we were listening to the police walking on the moon uh and i was thinking about michael jackson thriller and how that like organized big groups of dances would get like filmed and then put on the internet made me think of early internet crazes we had like flash mobs we had the harlem shake uh but then we also had uh, a really great one of my favorite uh music videos that goes with a fat boy slim song i wanted to send you this youtube so we could watch together but maybe i'll just describe some aspects of it and listeners at home can listen to it but this is fat boy slim praise you where we have a sort of a prank dance video where spike jones sets up in front of a movie theater and does this like amateur dance group dance while people are waiting in line to go to the movies launching it yeah. all right let's let uh, tonight's performance be the best performance <laughs> i feel like this is one of the early internet videos I know the song, but I don't know the video. Oh man, you gotta check it out. So I didn't realize this, but the main guy is Spike Jones, the music video and director. And the whole like concept of the video came from uh, he had to unfortunately turn down making the Rockefeller Skank uh, video, but as like a you know, a gift or an apology. He sent uh, Norman Cook a video of just him in front of the camera dancing to Rockefeller Skank. <laughs> and uh, Norman Cook loved it so much that he asked for him to do a version for uh, Praise You. That's great. So it's him and like five other amateur dancers. I praise you for that fact. Like I should. But yeah, you're talking about Soldier Boy taking the camera out into public. I feel like that's very an early 2000s thing where you just like film people's reactions to crazy things like flash mobs or yeah. pranks. And it wasn't for the kids listening. It wasn't like you had a phone in your pocket. 
is like a little well I guess you did but it was a shitty quality but yeah or you had a handheld and you looked like an idiot yeah <laughs> with the tape Isn't that kind of Spike Jones style too? Because like he's jackass, right? Totally. Or he does jackass, like kind of like. Is he jackass? Because I was gonna say it felt very much, very much in the style of the pranks that jackass does. Yeah. Because like so right now the movie theater like manager comes out and pauses the song or turns it off, and so then he walks up and like fast forwards the song back to the spot he was after the guy had turned it off. Great. Yeah, co-creator of Jackass. Wow, that's amazing. That totally makes sense. But also, I feel like this is a great illustration of just committing is like 80, 90% of dancing. <laughs> oh, definitely. And that's why I think like MDMA is so associated with dancing. Is it, or like, all right. Not even MDMA, but... Uh, Uninhibited? Or yeah, or like even alcohol. Drugs that, yeah, let you just, you know, be in the moment. Which I feel like that's a block for me. Is like, I don't really like dancing. That's why I'm drawn to like the jerky dances, I guess. Yeah. But I know it's a mental block and that there's probably some primal thing within me that I just want to dance. And it really probably is just like, worrying about looking like an idiot. So I think you're right. It's mostly just committing. All right, I'll pass it back. But then once you're actually a good dance, once you're actually a good dance, like there is a level of committing, yeah. but you have break to break through. You have to also have moves too, you know? Totally, you break through. Yeah, you know, and that's why launching into Terror Squad, lean back, we don't dance. We just pull up our pants <laughs> and lean back. No, not going to play that. Uh, just going to talk about how we left off with your jerk. That style of dancing was more attractive to me because. Did you jerk? Were you jerking in Illinois? I mean, I feel like people would do it, but no, I, no one really did it right. You know, it's something you attempt. Yeah. Probably played it as some dance. Uh, but speaking of Illinois, Champaign, Illinois. The state dance of Illinois, the state folklore dance, is the square dance. And anytime I try to dance at all, like whether I'm jerking or doing the twist, I feel like a square. Launching into the fiddlesticks, do si do. Nice. Not going to play the Eminem song, Square Dance. Not gonna play the electric slide. We're sliding on into the fiddlesticks. Done fiddling around. <laughs> Lee's dancing. Hope you're dancing at home. 
So wait, did Eminem do a song with this? He sampled this? No, Eminem just has a song called Square Dance. Where it's like, Square Dance oh, oh, with you. me. This is just a random song I found on YouTube because I wanted to talk about square dancing. <laughs> so apparently... Did you uh, square dance in, uh, in like middle school? Yeah, it, we like learned it in PE because it's like a folklore of... But apparently 22 states have declared square dancing as official state dance. And more than 30 bills have been introduced at the federal level proposing the square dance as the national folk dance of the United States. Wow. Which I think is interesting, like, from a folklore and historical perspective, in that, like, it's kind of like traditional ballroom dancing or, like, stuff like, you know, European aristocrats, how you imagine them dancing from, like, period piece movies you've seen. You know, like, classical music playing while they dance around and trade partners, but it's, like, the redneck American version of it, like, working class people where you like throw your partner around and stuff and like the do yeah. do is like complicated i was gonna say we haven't talked about it go ahead i was just saying do do you know you grab the forearm and like stand around but yeah we haven't talked about what square dancing well just we haven't talked about the sort of sexual undertones of dancing and, and music and like square dancing thing, yeah. or just any general like dancing is like totally a court courtship like uh orgy undertones well just like it's like a, a how people used to date they would go to dances and they dance with people and like there's always those songs like save the last dance for me because you would go home with a person and i think country folks still do that like two-step in line dancing and stuff but square dancing I, the reason i said orgy is because it's like you know it's like four people everyone and even more who are like trade out in like certain orders so it's not it's kind of like sloppier almost in a way i guess not to call it slop it's just like redneck fancy ball dancing <laughs> but this thing i read about it was but had they these love that <laughs> had these western dances been the dances of scholars every variant would have been recorded and fully annotated uh records would have been kept but these were the dances of country folk who kept all their essential knowledge written only on the uncertain pages of memory so all we have to go by is our speculate, our speculations and the internal evidence presented by the dances themselves, which I feel like is a super cool way to describe dance as like a folk lore thing in that, you know, it's like you can't, you can record dances now as we talked about TikTok a million times, but there people have been dancing for a lot longer than we've had the capability of recording. And so I thought that quote about like, the evidence in the dances itself kind of tells the history, which I feel like is true for almost any dance, even though we don't think about it at the time. We're just like, oh, I'm doing the stanky leg. Yeah. I'm supermaning that hoe. But I'll pass it back. <laughs> I don't know if you had any thoughts on that, but that's why I want to talk about square dancing. No, I think that's great. Definitely a huge aspect of American history. Um, this is grandfather used to always talk about that like he would basically impress women by dancing with them that's how he I would mean get their affection is that impressed. not how you how you ended up with your wife no weren't you 
twisting. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. But uh, I'm going to head back to the connections. We were talking about Fatboy Slim, Praise You. Spike Jones goes all out in that music video. Does a great uh, choreographed dance routine. Um, that actually brought me to another famous, I feel like, dance scene from our childhood. Uh, where, you know, as we were talking about committing to the bit is, you know, gets you most of the way there. But for the song itself, we are launching into a, a band we haven't talked about before. This is Jamiroquai, Canned Heat. Famously used in the Napoleon Dynamite dance scene at the talent show. Did you know Napoleon Dynamite was supposedly an alter ego used by Bob Dylan? I didn't. I saw that online. Don't know if it's true. Un unrelated to the movie. Coincidence. That's what the director of the movie claims. Yeah. I think he's an Illinois person. So the band is called Jamiroquai. I always thought it was the singer. Sade all over again. Sade again. Yeah. <laughs> So this whole idea of the scene came from the fact that John Hader, the main who does Napoleon Dynamite, that the director and writers knew that he liked to dance. So they kind of just like gave him like full power to just make up whatever dance moves he wanted on the spot. That's great. And they danced to three different songs because they didn't know what they'd be able to license. But this is the one they got the license for. I can vaguely remember that being like an iconic scene that came out around the same time as Soldier Boy. He just, he just like goes all out, I guess. I feel like in our culture, we really love when people just commit 110% to the dance. Champagne, Illinois, five more points. I saw Napoleon Dynamite twice in the same day. <laughs> Was it like a stay in the theater kind of thing? I think so.
Uh, we haven't talked much about Jamiroquai. English funk acid jazz. So kind of like some Sade parallels, par- parallels um, early 90s, late 90s. I'm sure we'll get back to Jamiroquai at some point. Lead singer is named JK, though. Oh. So. Definitely felt the parallels to Fatboy Slim as well. So I feel like that was a logical connection from Jamiroquai to, or Fatboy Slim to Jamiroquai. But do you have your Soldier Boy song next? Yeah. And how does that feel? Launching in. Opening track. It blew me away. Back on the moon. If you saw yourself, Lord, it won't be too soon. If you try to get further than you got before, if you connection here is just square dancing. Checkers are squares. Also, dancing connection. The song's called How Does It Feel? And I feel like that's what dancing is all about. Just expressing how it feels through your body. Hey, we don't plan this. We just do it by feel. Speaking of high school, next track after this was Stoned in the Bathroom. By yourself in the bathroom. This is totally a uh, 60s boomer bait. Yeah. I didn't know the Jimi Hendrix connection. I definitely hear it now. Really. Yeah, I like the psychedelic. No, could have gone from square dancing into Huey Lewis in the news, hip to be square. But instead, we're shaking our hips to the twist with Chubby Checker. And how does it feel? Definitely think this album is worth checking out. You gotta listen to it on YouTube music or buy it. 
Yeah, you could see how it like get popular. The sort of record collecting community. The sort of novelty of it. Rarity. This is what I'm hoping for, because I feel like you go to a record store and you'll see, speaking of Champaign, Illinois, you'll see 10 Dan Fogelberg albums and 10 <laughs> yeah. Gordon Lightfoot albums. And yep. when I started buying records, I bought like 10 Gordon Lightfoot albums. But if I would have put one of them on and it sounded like Gordon Lightfoot doing like psychedelic Jimi Hendrix, I think I totally. would have liked it. Not that Gordon Lightfoot and Chubby Checker are the same, but you know what I mean. I feel you. How does it feel? Feels good. And I'm not comparing Chubby Checker to James Brown. Yeah, definitely not. But I feel like if we're weaving webs through episodes... He doesn't have the same sort of soul. Definitely not. And like innate showmanship like a Michael Jackson or James Brown. He's trying though. But you can't compare. Can't compare. That's called a unwoven web. <laughs> I think that's what I got to think about that lyric. Don't be uptight now. It'll be over now about dancing. And I just got to dance. I just got to say, how's it feel? How does it feel? Chris Brown has a new song called How Does It Feel? Oh, I forgot to even mention... Uh, the twist was like pretty massive. I don't know if I emphasized that. That it actually was the number one. Like, oh, here's a twist. Twist in the podcast. The twist was the number one song uh, in Billboard history until 2021, and then it got dethroned by the weekend. Blinding lights. Damn. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say it got derailed by the Drake, the Tootsie Slide. <laughs> that would have been great. We'll be so happy, then we're gonna do some tea. We'll have to, maybe, <laughs> or maybe. We're gonna but yeah, it's definitely a classic dance. Space, right. Gonna have a goddong space baby. We've been on a bit of a psychedelic run lately. We have. Yeah. Love, and love and happiness. 
Love and happiness. It's how it feels. Passing it back. All right. Closing us out here. Our last song was Canned Heat. Uh, another thing I feel like we didn't talk about was uh, FL Studio or Fruity Loops. Definitely, I've contributed to this sort of genre of yes. Soldier Boy uh, and the sort of sound of the beats. That's how we got our Canned Heat. That was the last song by Jamiroquai. Launching Ooh. into, was originally going to pick Booty Meat because that's Will's anthem. But uh, we can listen to Crank That if you want. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Do it yourself, Crunk. Who is Soldier Boy? And uh, what the heck is that dance? Shake totally laffy taffy. I wasn't a huge fan of Booty Meat. Soldier Boy, tell. I like girly stank take a bath. Y'all call the Soldier Boy. You got a punch, then crack back three times from left to right. All right, we did it. Thanks for listening. Hope you're dancing. I said the name of the album wrong at the beginning. This is SoldierBoyTellEm.com. It's so, it's what? Say it again. This is SoldierBoyTellEm.com, not iSoldierBoyTellEm.com, which is the follow-up. Wow. Kind of like Chubby Checker had twist and twist That's again. Confusing. So I misspoke at the beginning. Minus five points. All right. Thanks for listening.